0: You're listening to wholesaling inc episode number four hundred and ninety-five.
1: I mean, that's my whole goal with wholesaling is to really build up a lot of cash and then go invest those you know into multifamilies and just have that income, you know, for the rest of my life.
0: This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, and I am telling you, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. We are going into a time machine. We are going back in our brains on this podcast interview to what we were doing when we were eight, years old, or even better, just before you're 18, when you're 17 years old, because on this interview, I am interviewing an 18-year-old wholesaling prodigy coming out of my home state of Arizona. It is my pleasure to introduce Carter Livis to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Say hello, Carter.
1: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on,
2: Brent. This is incredible because, and and I just want to sink the hooks in for this podcast so that people are really going to listen to this. And I don't care if you're 68 years old or if you're listening to this and you're 18 years old, this is going to really hit all of those little different thoughts that are going in your head on whether or not you can do this business. Okay, this is one of the most important interviews that I've done, and I'm just so excited to really break down your story. But really... What this is all about is this is saying, you know what, it doesn't matter about my age, it doesn't matter about my experience, it doesn't matter about my background and whether or not my family's been doing real estate for decades or not. This is about taking action, following instructions, and having that confidence and that certainty to go out there and help out people in your community. So, Carter, tell us a little bit about you, tell us where you're from, where you grew up, and how... How does somebody at 18 years old already have two deals under their belt and one that was a really, really, really big deal? So go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I'm 18 years old. I just turned 18 in April. My family just moved actually here to Prescott, Arizona in August. Um, I was born and raised in South Dakota, you know, my whole life. So it's definitely been weird just because of the whole year you know with Corona and everything. But um, it's been a difficult change, but You know it's going good. Um, You know during this whole Corona time, I've I've always wanted to get you know into real estate. My dad, he owned a few small businesses back in our small town of a you know whopping 800 people, but um he always kind of showed me the ropes and you know I love the whole idea of passive income and the whole fact that people can pay your mortgage and put money in your pocket each month. So um I always want to get into that. And during the whole Corona thing, you know I he forced me to read you know Rich Dad Poor Dad, which Awesome book. So, I I wanted to get into real estate and I wanted to find a way how to, you know, with no money. And I remember he sent me this book, you know, The Art of Wholesaling. I'm not even sure who was by. I don't even think I read it. (laughs) But uh, I just YouTube, you know, I found your channel and everything. I'm like, oh man, I could do this with no money. Like, are you serious? It's like, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's like hitting the lottery. I'm like, this can't be real. It's got to be like another scammer influencer, you know? I mean, I think my first list I pulled was. And I was actually, you know, driving for dollars, I was driving around the yep, neighborhood yep. taking pictures of the MLS signs by the brokers or whatever, thinking back to it. I'm like, I'm kind of stupid for doing that. Um, but uh, that was my first, you know, thing I would be calling them and like kind of found out that the MLS deals, you know, they weren't the ones to go. But um, yep. yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. It was just a lot of YouTube and, you know, during the Corona time when we didn't have school anymore and I was really devoting it. You know, instead of playing video games and doing stuff most 18-year-olds are doing, I just kind of busted down and know really found out what I wanted to do. And I love and it. You
2: started calling strangers and talking to them about real estate. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: Crazy. Yes.
2: So your dad has owned businesses. You've seen that. What do you think is the main advantage to being an entrepreneur in your head? At least what's kind of your, you know, your goal of this or what your your plans are with it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I love the fact, you know, dad, he's always been able to, you know, attend our sporting events and be there for us all the time. He's very supportive and everything, just like my mom. But it's just given the, the freedom, you know, he can I mean, he can do work from anywhere. You know, he's still in South Dakota right now and he's still I just like the fact that, you know, when we're on vacation, I mean, he's still getting monthly income from the properties that he owns. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and he deserves it because he's, you know, putting the money and the sweat equity into him. I love the fact that, you know, if you really grind, you know, right away in the first couple of years, you can really build something special. And I mean, that's my whole goal with wholesaling is to really build up a lot of cash and then go invest those into multifamilies and just have that income, you know, for the rest of my life. So...
2: I love it. I love it. And I think that it's really important because, you know, we talk about and and the intro of every single one of these podcasts is the, the most proven path to financial freedom. But what financial freedom really does, and Carter just mentioned it, is it gives you freedom of schedule. Okay, listen, we've got one shot at this life. Right. And you only have a certain amount of time. I mean, it's absolutely critical that you get the most out of it that you can. And the only way, really, to do it in our society and our world and the way that things actually work is to find that financial freedom, to be able to open up your schedule so that you can have the opportunity to go to sporting events, that you can have the opportunity to go on vacations, that you can have the opportunity to be around your children, your family, your friends, your whoever, whatever you wanna do. Maybe you just wanna be by yourself in the woods, whatever it is, you need to be able to have the financial freedom to be able to have the freedom of schedule. And it's absolutely beautiful. I see the relationship that you have with your dad you guys have come into the office. You guys have spent time. Anybody that's in the TTP family, once things open up and once things get back to normal with the whole COVID situation, are invited into my office. And you took advantage of that. I saw the connection. Your dad's not in the business, but he was very, he understands that if you talk to enough people, you're going to find deals and he supports you 100%. How big is that for you?
1: Oh, it's awesome. You know, and me being wholesaling and me calling, you know, every day and trying to find those deals. I mean, he loves the fact that, you know, I'm doing this, you know, because he'll have the first option at those deals that, you know, that could be fix and flips or just another rental in the portfolio. But yeah, it's awesome. He loves the fact that it, and I've shown him proof that it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. And my mom, on the other hand too, she's great. She's so supportive. I mean, I'm very blessed to have a family like this, you know, she's, she works so hard too. And I, you kind of show sure her what I'm doing. And she's just there on the sideline, just cheering me on too. So, just so yeah. proud.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. And so when you were starting, I mean, weren't you nervous? I, I can imagine I'm putting myself, this is a total selfish thing. I'm putting myself back to when I was 18 years old. I could barely like order my own food at that time. I know right. people might sound like that might be goofy, but like at restaurants, I still was like looking to my parents to like help, like, Ease the conversations with strangers. Yeah. And here you are getting on the phone. Like, how did you overcome that? Was that ever an issue, or have you always been naturally just, you know, and I'm going to do it? Or yeah. how did you overcome it?
1: Yeah. So, I think the thing with me is I've been blessed, you know, to be able to talk to people. I've kind of always had that trait where you know, I'm very likable. I can always kind of relate to someone and have a good conversation with them and get to know them. So, I don't think it was too big of a deal with me. Um, I never really had or was scared to jump on the phones and, you know, have a conversation with somebody. Yep. So, you know, once I, you know, really get on the phone and having a conversation with them, I think, I you know I'm blessed to kind of build the rapport with them and really kind of get into them. It's the fact that when I go on appointments and they're like, hmm, I was the guy that I was that I was talking to. So I'm like, in a fact, like that's a good thing, you know, because I they think they're talking to a, you know, older, more mature person. You know, in reality, I'm just, you know, 18 trying to hustle. So, I mean, that's
2: that's all it is. <laughs> that's awesome. It's incredible, and it's rare. A lot of people don't have that, but some people do, and yeah. there needs to be an outlet for them to be able to be successful. And it 100% is wholesaling real estate. If you're one of those people out there that are listening or watching this and you're like, you know what? I feel fine. I'm not scared of people. I have big dreams. I want to hustle, but I don't want to do like the same hustle every 18 year old is doing and not really making any money. I mean, you've done two deals for over $42,000 and you just started when, when did you start? I started in May. So it's been a couple Started months. in May. Guys, this interview is happening in July. That's how crazy this is. That's how, I mean, what an unbelievable talent you are. But talent only goes so far if you're not taking action, if you're not working it, if you're not actually staying consistent with your efforts. So yeah. what does your day look like as an day? You're out of high school now?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just graduated grad- high school.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. About a month ago. I just had my graduation party two weeks ago. Cool. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So my day, I do have a job at a country club here in town in Prescott. I work about three, three to four days a week. You know, but when I'm not working, I try to follow that nine to eleven, nine to noon time where I make calls. Um, I'm probably averaging about an hour and a half a day, you know, on the dialer. Yeah. and with it, what I believe is if I can do at least an hour, an hour, and a half a day, I mean, just even a little bit each and every day to, you know, to make those calls and be consistent. It's all about just building the pipeline and get that, you know, ball rolling. And so if you can be consistent each and every day, you'll do deals. And, you know, my whole goal right now is to do, I want to do one deal a month, you know, so that's okay. my, my main goal. Yep. So if I can be on the dialer for a couple hours, hour and a half a day, I feel like I can do that. But yeah, I mean, it's all about taking action, you know.
2: When do you prefer to make your calls? Is it the morning? Is it the afternoon? When do you find that you can be not only consistent yeah. and sustainable, but that you can be, have that energy, have that enthusiasm, have those really good conversations?
1: Yeah, so I love the morning to make calls, you know, starting at 9, 9.30, it's like 11, you know, 12. I mean, I like to make calls the way it is, so I don't really care what time of the day it is as long as I can make a couple hours where I can make calls and follow up with people. So it's
2: fluid. Yeah,
1: I'm not going crazy, you know, six to seven hours a day, kind of get worn out by then. That two to three to, I mean, even four hours. I mean, it's, I think it's perfect for me. And it gives me those little small wins to know that I'm building it up and the deals are going to start rolling in. So I really don't care, you know, what time of day it is. I like to knock it out, you know, early in the morning. So I got the rest of the day, you know, to do whatever stuff pops up. I like to get it up and get it over the way so I'm not stuck, you know, having to squeeze it in at a certain point or not being able to do calls at all. So what's ideally I get up and I get, you know, right to it. So
2: So, what are the best lists that you like calling now that you've had a couple months under your belt, yeah. you're you're getting into a rhythm. Is there certain lists that you find easier to talk to than others? Not not necessarily.
1: You know, I, I really like the pre-foreclosure list. I have an agent in town that sends me that list pretty frequently. Yeah, Due to the whole Corona thing, the list is really small right now because the banks are giving um, you know extensions and stuff like that. So I really haven't been you know targeting that list. But the past about month, I've been calling this. I got this list from List Source. It's a I put Yavapai County, so it's the whole county. Yeah. Uh, Forty to hundred percent equity, uh, just mm-hmm. single the residents and up to multifamilies. So that was about three thousand addresses. So. I've been, I text, I'm texting it and I'm calling it and yep. uh, it should keep me busy for a while. Um, I still got a lot of addresses to hit, but hopefully there's a few deals in
2: there. What about driving for dollars?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. I just pulled a list. It was a three or four weeks ago. I got a list just here in Prescott It's about 250 addresses that mm-hmm. I got just from driving for dollars. Yep, but after LLCs and everything, I think it was down to like 180. And that was good. I love that list, you know, because you're out there, you're finding those real properties that have, you know, real Are you
2: use it in an app? Um, Yeah, I'm using Deal Machine. Deal Machine. Deal Machine. Guys, listen, we get the biggest discount ever. Use the coupon code TTP for your driving for dollars. It gives you everything, it gives you all the owner information, lets you know if it's owner occupied or if it's a rental. It's absolutely phenomenal. DealMachine.com. TTP, when you check out, you get 10 bucks off. It's only 40 bucks a month. And it is,
1: I mean, yeah, Deal Machine is great because even if, like, we're going to church or we're going to a thing and I see a property, you know, I'm in the back seat, I'll pull up the app and I'll zap it real quick. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, you don't need to be, you know, slow down, write the address down, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's great. It's a real convenience. I definitely recommend that app.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So let's start breaking down because the first deal you did, you were excited. It wasn't that very big, but it did the crucial thing, which it took you from believing that you can do this to it being a fact that you can make money and income and close and help solve the problem of a distressed seller. So uh, give us a first brief overview of the first deal that you did.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the first deal, this was um, a pre-foreclosure. This was a list that the agent sent me. It was over in Camp Verde. Um, It was a mobile home you know, I was going through the list. I got a hold of him and it was a young couple. They had a little four-year-old daughter too. So I really wanted to help them out, you know, because they seemed like they were kind of going through a tough spot, you know, so I did my best um, to help them out. I, I mean, this is my first deal. So I mean, this is a lot of first deal mistakes I'm about to say here, but, um, yeah, the ARV, I mean, I was, I don't know. I found this really nice, you know, mobile home that was all fixed up. I'm like, well, that would, that's what it would be like. You know, someone comes in and buys it and fix it up. And that was like 195. Yeah, they were high, you know. I promised them we could lock it up for 110. Okay. So 110 was it. A lot of weeks went by. I mean, I, I posted it on. I just had them send me photos of the property. Yeah. Oh, by the way. So quick, you didn't, you never went to it. I never. No, I locked it up before I was there, which is um, it was a big mistake. <laughs> Let me tell you why. But um, so they they send me photos of the property. You know, I just had them send them over, uh, just text message, just inside and kind of the back. They never sent me a photo of the front. Which is was a little sketchy. Anyway, I put it on Marketplace. I put it on Craigslist. I got a few calls. One guy wanted a or like a finance or a carry. And I'm like, yeah, eh, I think that'll work, you know? So, yeah. anyway, I got a couple calls. They actually had to drive down there to show the property, you know? And when I get there, I pull up to the house. Anyway, on Zillow, I found out that those pictures were from 2011. You know? Oh, so
2: boy.
1: It's a good looking property on Zillow. But when I get there, you know, the chimney is just knocked out like a, a tree must have hit it and blown it out. It's in terrible condition. There was a carport, you know, on Zillow and that was totally gone. I mean, there's like six or seven cars, just junk cars in the property. I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to help this couple out. Yeah. And I get there and I show it to this first buyer and he's practically teaching me about this property. Cause I mean, I had no idea yeah. you know what a, a septic was, what where the water was. I'm like, I'm just trying to make a couple bucks here, you know, so he was not interested. And actually, I was about to leave the property and I get this call from an investor in Camp Birdie and he comes over and takes a lick. And I was just totally honest with him. I'm like, hey, I got this property locked up for 110. You know, I'm trying to make some money here. I'd let it go for 115. He's like, all right, I'll call you in the morning and see if, you know, me and my wife will agree to that. Anyway, I haven't heard from him. It's about 11 or 12 o'clock that next day. He calls me. He's like, you know what? No, this is not going to work. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to have to cancel on these guys. It's going to be tough. So I call him back and I actually renegotiate the price for down to 95. I'm like, guys, it's either going to be 95 or I'm not going to be able to help you out. You know, So then I get back on the phone, you know, with the Camp Verde guy. I'm like, well, is there a price that'll work for you? Is there any price that'll work for you? He's like, it's got to be under 100. I'm like, well, 98 work. And he's like, well, let me call you back. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so then he, he hangs up and he calls me back. And I'm like, you know, what? we can do 98. I'm like, oh, OK, awesome. Awesome. And anyway, it's going through the process. You know, I'm calling everybody. Hey, guess what I did? I just made three grand or whatever. And then it came up on closing like twenty seven hundred has to be paid, you know, with their mortgage. They have to pay off their mortgage. So I call them up and, you know, she's crying and everything like oh, we We're not going to be able to pay this off. I'm sorry, but our house is going to be foreclosed. I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but I mean, you're going to have to try to come up with this money, you know, and You know, I would make two to 300 bucks if I had to pay it off myself. And I was like, can you just please pay this off? It's gonna be the best for you. And they ended up paying it
2: off and I was able to help them out. And they find a way. It's really interesting. People find a way. When people ask and they're like, oh man, we can't make this happen or whatever. And it's not something crazy. It's not like a 100,000 or 50,000 or something like that. But it's under that kind of 5,000, people find a way. Brent, I don't know. I get this all the time, Carter. Brent, they have people living there and they don't have anywhere to move. They'll find a way. They will find somewhere to move, like solve the problem of the seller and you're going to make it. They will find, they will help themselves out at some point. Especially when they've committed to in their mind to getting rid of this property, they start finding creative resources that they didn't believe they had before, and it really works out. So, yeah, yeah, it was great. Like I said, I was able to help them out. So,
1: and you know, it wasn't the biggest wholesale fee, but it just, like you said, it showed that this business is very profitable. And I mean, it made me some money, and I didn't need any money. I just needed an hour road
2: trip down to Camp Verde and an hour back. So, it was great. And, and you made 3000 3000. Yep. Okay. So let's talk, cause I'm going to ring this bell, but I, I want to ring the bell for this bigger one that you just closed. Yeah. Why don't we break this thing down? So first of all, uh, tell us what list you got it from, yeah. how you initially made contact with them and then kind of go into, you know, the condition and timeline and all that.
1: Yeah. So last deal was a cold call too, by the way. Awesome. Um, yeah. So for this deal, it was a Prescott multifamily. I just got it from PropStream. Um, It was one of your lists that you recommend in the program. It was a multifamily in town, you know, 30 to above equity, you know, owned it for blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I get on the phone. I mean, it's, I mean, we're in Prescott, so it's not the. And by the way,
2: when he says, guys, when, if you're just listening to this, Uh, And if you want to watch, if you want to see and put a face to the voice, definitely check it out on Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube. But when he says blah, blah, blah is basically we look for we want at least 10 years, five to 10 years of ownership so that it's seasoned up a little bit. But go ahead. Yeah. So
1: that was the list. Prescott's a small market, you know, so it wasn't it was like 56 properties, you know, so it was just enough to get skip trace. I think the minimum is like you need 50 properties. Yeah. Skip traced it. I got a hold of them. I mean, this was a long process, not too long, but it wasn't like one of those where you're on the phone and you lock up a deal, you know? They wanted to sell, they wanted to put their money somewhere else and um, they were willing to, you know, sell at a discount. So I'd build a lot of rapport with them. It was a lot of phone calls, kind of negotiating, you know, 480 was their top number or bottom number, I should say. Yep. And I'm like, you know, I'm at 410. And so I'm just trickling them down. Then they're at 460. And then all of a sudden I got them at 430. You know, so I'm I'm trying to sell it real good here. And I ended up. I
2: How do you get them down on price, Carter?
1: I was really, you know, certain, you know, like I said, I'm new. I just try to be very confident with my number. I tried to give them, you know, some facts. I just tried to give them, you know, where I'm at.
2: So you know, facts being the, maybe some comparables. Yeah. Yeah. And I oh, was just
1: okay. mentioning like a multifamily. I mean, that's a hundred, that's 125 a door, you know, cause it was a four unit. Right. Yeah. So I just, I kind of kept, you know, knifing on like, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money, you know, for each door and they were willing to come down. And I actually went to meet them cause, you know, actually I was going to try to buy this property myself. Yeah. And I was kind of looking at down payment assistant loans, stuff like that, because I mean this was a really good deal. And Prescott for 430 at a multifamily. I mean, it's instant awesome. equity, you know, if you'd yep. buy it. Yeah. So I got them to 430. I went over there. Me and my I always kind of I try to bring my dad along just so I sure. have some yeah. older people there. Yeah, I didn't bring them down to Camp but I wanted to bring them to this one because I was actually gonna try to buy it. Yeah. Um anyway, we get over there and they remodeled one of the units and they're super people, you know, great couple. I was actually going to buy it. And I get a text one day from a buyer that I kind of work with down in Phoenix, too. We kind of JV a little bit. And he texts me. He's like, hey, you got anything up in Prescott? And I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I'll just send him this four unit, you know. Hey, I got a four unit, whatever. And he's like, oh, awesome. Awesome. You know, and he sends it out. He's like, hey, I got a buyer for 450, like sight unseen. I'm like, well, that's 20 grand right there. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm going to jump on that. And then anyway, it's, I mean, it ended up being four. So
2: real quick, Carter, why did the sellers want to sell this fourplex? Because there's not a lot. In, yeah. in Prescott. Now, Prescott, just to let everybody know, is the mountain town. It's beautiful. People leave Phoenix to go escape up to Prescott. Uh, people retire there. It's, yeah. it's definitely like a step up in pricing yeah. because it's like a vacation. It's like a second home market. Yeah. And so getting a multifamily there is really pretty difficult. Why did they, what was their motivation?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, they wanted to put their money somewhere else. Got and- it they didn't really have too much like, oh, we got to get out of here, you know? Yep. They wanted to move on from that property. I think they were kind of just tired of it, even though they only owned it for like four or five years. Yeah, they just wanted to put their money somewhere else and just get rid of it, you know? So I offered them speed and convenience and they were going to deal with me, you know? Yep. I think they were going to list it on the market for like 520 or 532, you know? So yep. I'm like, yeah, let's do this deal. You know? Let's do it. <laughs> I try to come up with the money and put it back on the market, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, But yeah, so this I JV'd with a guy down in Phoenix. We ended up, I think the closing was like 470, you know, so it was about $40,000 and I netted 20,000 to me. So it was super good. I mean, it literally So this
2: was this was truly a $40,000 deal if you had a big enough buyer base.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And my mistake here was I just didn't know the market enough. Like I could have marketed this so much higher. I just when I got the text like, hey, I could sell this for four fifty. I'm like, I mean, that's twenty grand. Like, that's got to be the best thing ever. So I just went well, along. Well,
2: now you know though, and not only that, you got a learning experience and a twenty thousand dollar check, and you're you just had your high school graduation party two weeks ago. Hold on a second. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's awesome. So it went through. I mean, it was super quick process. I mean. I didn't have to do any disposition, you know? So I didn't send, I just send it to really any of my buyers. Like I said, I just jumped on it. So it it was great, you know, but like I said, I learned that I probably could have made a little bit more money, but you just gotta be grateful and move on to the next one. So
2: that's it was awesome. Incredible. So speak now to somebody that's just starting out, somebody that's getting going in this business, somebody that's inspired. Well, first of all, if people uh, want to reach out to you and just tell you great job or talk to you or maybe connect with you in the markets that you work in, how do people get in touch with you? What's the best way?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my Instagram, you can message me on there. It's Carter underscore Libus, and um, Facebook. It. It's C-A-R-T-E-R underscore L I B as in boy, I S, you know, awesome. and you can, you can search that name on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm always replying to, and yeah, reach out. I would love to help you as much as I can. Like I said, I only started a couple months ago, but I've been learning a lot. I'm soaking in a lot of your information, a lot of other people's information, reading a lot of books. So I'm doing my best to learn as much as I can. So yeah, feel free to reach out and I'd love to to try to help you guys and get some checks together. So
2: yeah, I love it. So give some advice to somebody starting out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're starting out and you're on the verge of thinking if this is the right thing for you, I mean, honestly, if you guys can do a little bit each and every day, I mean, my main thing, if, if you can be consistent on this thing, this whole wholesaling business, it's truly like hitting the lottery. Like if you can find a good discounted deal and build rapport, that's another thing. It's like 10% knowing real estate and like 9% just emotion, building rapport with the sellers. I mean, if you can become friends with them, I mean, that should be your goal for each and everything. Gain a friend. I mean, if you're on the phone and you're going on appointments, try to just know as much about them. What's their dog's name? What's their favorite color? Stuff like that. And build up a true you know relationship with them they're willing to do business with you and if a guy comes in 20 grand higher i mean they're declining it and doing business with you so i mean if you can build rapport stay consistent it's awesome wholesaling is great please get into it i mean just pick up the phone you know talk to an agent they're more than likely loving to send you a list of pre-foreclosures just go drive for dollars write down some addresses just yep. give them because literally one deal, it's it's insane. I and mean, if you can get a, if you can find a good deal, you're going to be able to move it. You know, you're going to a buyer's going to want it. So
2: I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on here, yes. um, guys. Just a little bit of resources that he was talking about: Deal Machine for your driving for dollars. Use the TTP coupon code. Um, Carter mentioned PropStream. You can get that at TTP Data. Data.com. It is phenomenal, and they just came out with a, a free app. If you get the subscription there, and then also he talked about skip tracing. And if you're not familiar with that, that is uh, the method that you use to get accurate phone numbers for the addresses that you're trying to get a hold of. Uh, and that's uh, BatchSkipTracing.com. So Carter. Phenomenal man. So excited for you. I love that you're here. I love that you come down. We get to spend some time together and mentor you personally and work with you and just see you do what you do. You do all the hard work. I've just got the plan and I've got the map. And uh, yep. I'm your guide. So uh, you've
1: you provided me with a lot of information and you know your program is awesome. It's so worth it. I just begged my dad, like, hey, please just give me a <laughs> chance. I promise you this will pay off. Like I've been it's just a lot of YouTube. It's a lot of YouTube. Just go on there. There's so much free education out there for you guys. Just go all soak it in and just, Be a learner of the game. So,
2: yeah. And if you want to take it to the next level and join the TTP family, work with me personally, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it out. Check out all the success that people have been having around the country. Nobody has had more success. It is absolutely incredible. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. You'll either be talking to me or my right-hand guy. We look forward to it. Until next time, Carter, you are an amazing, you are amazing. You're a prodigy. I love it. You're incredible. And everybody out there listening and watching, as always, I encourage you to talk to people. Until next time, love you. See you.